It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Tuesday, August 16th, 2016. We have 19 vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have northwest winds 10 to 15 knots gusting to 20. And today we'll hear more from my interview with commercial fisherman and Dungeness crabber John Corbin. But first, let's take a look at today's Columbia River ship schedule. We have six inbounders, we have eight in the Astoria anchorage, and we have five outbounders heading downriver and out to sea. Our first arrival in the river is the ANSAC Christine Nancy. She's arriving from South Korea, headed for Vancouver's anchorage, and ultimately to the port of Portland to pick up a cargo of soda ash. Uh, She'll be passing Astoria around 7.30 this morning. You might see her in the Vancouver Anchorage area around 1.30 this afternoon. And I could tell by the name of this ship what the cargo was. Whenever you see that uh, acronym, ANSAC, A-N-S-A-C, it's American Natural Soda Ash Corporation. Our next inbounder is the Pine Arrow. She's a bulk carrier arriving offshore, headed for Longview to pick up logs. She will pass Astoria around 9.30 a.m. You might see her in Longview by about 1 o'clock this afternoon. The Geo Resolution arrives from offshore. She's going to be anchoring off Astoria for a bit. She's a research vessel. She will arrive in the anchorage around 9.30 a.m. The Spitha is arriving from South Korea, headed for Astoria's anchorage. She's going upriver to pick up wheat, but she'll be arriving in the anchorage to stay there for a bit at about 4.30 p.m. today. The Zhao Galaxy is a tanker arriving from Los Angeles headed for Klatskanai, and I believe she's there to pick up crude oil. She'll be passing Astoria around 4.30 p.m. and arriving in Klatskanai about 7 p.m. Klatskanai is currently the only crude oil terminal on the Columbia River. Next inbound is the Okeanos Bliss. She's arriving from South Korea headed for Astoria's anchorage. She'll be going up to Kalama eventually to pick up corn, soy, or maybe wheat or some combination of the above in different cargo holds. She will arrive in the Astoria anchorage probably by about 5.30 p.m. In the anchorage also, we have the King Yukon headed for Vancouver to pick up potash at Portland eventually, but she's going to anchor off Vancouver for a bit. She will leave the Astoria anchorage around 4 p.m. and arrive in Vancouver by about 10 p.m. The YM Endeavor is headed for Kalama to pick up corn, soy, maybe wheat, leaving around 8 a.m. and arriving in Kalama at about uh, 1 p.m. That leaves some ships awaiting orders in the anchorage, the Andrea, the Geneva Star, the Coral Garnet, the Ocean Venture, the AOM Molina, and the Saga Beja Flor. In our outbounders, we have the Uni Harmony leaving Portland carrying potash at about 3 a.m. She could pass Astoria outbound by about 9 o'clock this morning. The Mediterranean Highway is a car carrier heading out of the port of Portland today with brand new Hyundais on board, leaving around 5 p.m., passing Astoria outbound, maybe about 11 p.m. The CSL Frontier is leaving Rainier with gypsum on board. She is at the U.S. gypsum plant just uh, on the other side of the river from Longview there near the bridge on the downriver side of the bridge. And she will be departing around 6 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 9.30 p.m. And the Nandu Arrow is uh, leaving Portland carrying soda ash at about 10 p.m. She'll be passing Astoria outbound uh, about 4 a.m. on Wednesday. And the Andalusian Zephyr is leaving Longview carrying logs around midnight. You might see her running lights going by if you're up way early around uh, 3.30 a.m. on Wednesday. A little bit more about our marine weather forecast. On the Columbia River Bar at the mouth of the river, we have combined seas 3 to 5 feet today. Seas could build to 6 feet during those max ebb current times happening around 4 a.m. and around 4.30 p.m. today.
Well, today we're going to hear more from my interview with Don Corbin. He's been a commercial fisherman in these parts for 38 years, much of it in the Dungeness crab fishery. The crab are caught individually in traps called pots, and crabbers set the pots by hand, one by one, lowering them from the boat to the bottom of the ocean. One to two days later, they go back, haul them out, rebate the traps, and set them out again. It's demanding work. Here's John Corbin. We have a machine that pulls the, the pot up. We have okay. a, a hydraulic line block that uh, um, that lifts the pot out of the water. But then you land it on the on the dump box where they work it, dump the crab out, rebate it, and throw it back overboard. And then if you're stacking the gear to move it, then uh, you put all the stuff, the line and buoys, into the pot, and then somebody has to carry it to the back of the boat and stack it and then stack the next one in the neck. You may stack 100 or 200 on the boat and run somewhere and then manually throw them back overboard again. So there's a lot of work. And, you know, because it starts in December, aren't you doing that in kind of the worst weather possible around here? It it has the potential, yes. You know, every year is a little different, but, um, yeah, it has the potential. Wintertime is wintertime, so... So how do you know, I mean, and I'm certainly not asking for like inside secrets of where you put the pots, but how do you know where to put them? I mean, when you look, for those of us who are not fishermen, when you look at the top of the water, it all looks the same. Right. So how do you know where to put them? Well, um, these are just things you learn over time. And you kind of, some guys have their favorite spots that they always fish every year. Um, But, you know, the crab don't always know to be in the same spot. Right. But typically, reefs and things like that, you won't find any crab on. So you're looking for softer bottom, flat sand or mud. Uh, So you can see that on your your bottom uh, sounder. You can see what the makeup of the bottom is and stay away from hard bottom and reefs and things. But a lot of it is just um, knowledge you pick up over the years. So when I think about the different, I mean, I don't know exactly how much the fisheries overlap, but do the crab, people who are crabbing have to kind of work with the people who are fishing other kinds of things so that you don't get in each other's way out there? Yeah, it uh, typically, um, uh, in when you start in December, the drag fishermen are really the only other ones that that uh, crab season goes from December 1st till August 14th. So it's a long season. Um, about the 1st of April, the shrimp fishermen uh, get into play, and then and then eventually you get the salmon trollers. And the albacore boats are way offshore usually, so we don't have issues. But there's, there's plenty of other issues too with traffic, ship traffic, tug traffic. Yeah. Um, we have uh, we can have interactions with with that. Our gear is out there. Um, prior to the seasons, we have and and twice a year we have a um, crabber towboat uh, meeting and negotiations, and we have lanes set up, and they're designed that the towboats will stay in those lanes, and the crab fishermen will stay out of those lanes, but. Our gear is out there and sometimes subject to being drug around by the elements, by current, by kelp patties, by all sorts of things. And um, so these interactions do do happen. Mm-hmm. Well, so how do you know with, with a season starting where everybody's at going out there at the same time, how do you know it's your crab pot when you go back to it? 
Well, all of our buoys are, I won't say all because there's enough of us, it's hard to come up with individual color schemes that we paint our buoys. But most of them are different, and we do have an individual brand. Uh, the state issues us a brand number, and that is branded right onto our buoys. Mm, so okay. if my buoys look like Joe's buoys over here, you might have to look at the brand. But typically, a stripe will be a little different on them or something so that we, we know whose is whose. And that was commercial fisherman John Corbin talking about how Dungeness crabbing is done out there day after day and uh, the hard work that goes into getting that crab um, from the bottom of the ocean onto the boat and then eventually to land and to your dinner plate. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day.